guess it might be. I think it might be. Rob has a shit ton. I have some stuff. <clears throat> Usually chips. So Where's your chips? Train. Yeah. No. We're setting the stage. We're walking through the forest. Mm-hmm. All 112,000 acres. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. 112,5... 112,501 one, 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 one acres. You know your brain after three hours doesn't process anymore. You think? Stuff. You think? So by like nine o'clock you're spent. It's okay, I'll carry the big thicket episode. You can carry you'll the big thicket. You'll carry the big thicket? Yep. You will you'll <laughs> walk. <laughs> you'll, you'll tread lightly and carry a big thicket? Mm-hmm. 55 seconds in. I'll <laughs> tread softly and carry the big thicket. Hey. We will go old school. Is this thing on? Are we recording? Well, that's like Thomas, not Thomas. Thomas? Theodore Roosevelt. Walk softly, carry a big stick. Yep. Yeah. Well, Isn't Rob, cool is, Luke? Rob is walking softly, carrying a big thicket. What is a thicket? It's a bush. Thick. thick. So it's just a big bush? I think it's a bush. It's thick. It's trees. There's trees. That's what Yeah, it, it's like shrubbery. Thick. They're thick trees. So you can't... It's... Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you for, go... thanks for listening to Prairie Babble. That's our episode. <laughs> go buy a shrubbery. All right. Hello, Rob. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Allison. Oh, it worked that time. Hi, Jeff. How are you? We're going to study and do things with the big thicket today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. Oh. I, had, I, I had to focus. Focus. I had to bring bring it back in. Laser-like focus. Someone's phone is making buzzing noises. <coughs> okay, it stopped. Um, that might have been the Taos hum that you just heard. Oh, I hear it again. It's like a little farting noise. Like <laughs> maybe what? that's just you. Okay, it's gone. I think that's the mm-hmm. that's the ringing in your ears that you just constantly hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it back? No. Oh, this is my piece of shit phone. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and we got oh. over the first curse. All right. Oh, well, that's We're not really... Set. We're all set for I the I think episode. curse is an F word. Um, it's one okay. of them. Yeah. Not one of them. It is the curse word. Okay. Okay. It's the end all Getting pacified here. Okay. So, today's episode at Parababble, right? Yes. Parababble Studios, live and direct mm-hmm. from Parababble. Yep. We're going to do the big thicket. The big thicket. The big thicket. Where's that at? East Texas. 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 Everything's bigger in Texas, people. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> we'll try not to do that every single time someone says the word Texas during the episode. Okay. <laughs> so, what brings this mystery into our uh, studio? Allie. That was me. I did it. Yeah, I'd say the last two episodes by the time we aired this. You know, well, I mean, after you do 51 episodes, it's hard to keep coming up with new and inventive topics. Where are we going to be at 600? I don't know. I mean, hopefully that'll be, well, that's going to be a lot of years from now, so there'll be a lot more phenomenon that's happened, a lot more conspiracy theories, you know, a lot more things. I mean, who knows? There'll be like robot humanoid people by then that, you know, will have... So as much as everybody likes... The Bigfoots and all that stuff in crime scenes. Um, <laughs> what is everybody laughing at? Let's try sneaking that one. <laughs> I mean, there are the the UFOs and the Bigfoots and all that stuff, but we it you do get into a, a groove. And I mean, granted, there are people out there who have been doing like hundreds of shows. 
and they got to have some type of researchers because after 50 episodes, I know sometimes we scratch our head and say, and do we want to do this? And is it enough interest or is there enough topic to it? Right. So Allison, when I got the text, we do a group text and we just kind of sling it back and forth all month, shot over Big Thicket. And I was like, what is Big Thicket? And then the other one, we just, we did the taco show. Uh, I was clueless. I was toes. Anyway, the big thicket, I was lost, and I even yeah. I even texted. Yeah, you want to know exactly what your text said? Because it was kind of funny, actually. Oh, man. And when I went through, and it made me chuckle a little bit. Oh, so, Allison chuckled at me. I did. Um, so here's here, here's a little insight into the Parababel uh, <laughs> research department of how these things work, okay? So... <laughs> Big Thicket and Taos, huh? Never heard anything on this, hmm, research time. Am I missing something on the Big Thicket? Where is the catch? Is this the one in Texas? So I replied back and said, that's the one. And then our good buddy Jeff said, I didn't see any paranormal or strange things going on unless I missed something. I research it more. I research more. (laughs) I'm just reading it as it's spelt. So then Rob said, I didn't either, but I haven't dug into it a whole lot yet. And then I said, yep, you gotta dig. And then Jeff said, hmm, okay. So then I said, we should start doing some topics that aren't so well known. And Jeff said, I agree. And then he said, oh shit, now I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of hidden under the quote unquote nice history. So I wrote Skinwalker all over again. Uh Uh-huh. Because when I first heard about this topic, that's kind of what it made me think of. Because it had so many different kinds of phenomena going on in one location. And this is how we do it. Yeah. There's nothing left to, uh, to explain There's about no this mystery. show. There's no the mystery. The show is completely out there. There is no mystery. Especially after the big thicket research. But I think that's what makes the show as fun to do and as as cool as it is, is because it's not some big production team going out doing research, giving you a script to read, telling you what you're going to say. I mean, we're just kind of winging it. Absolutely not. There is... Oh, sorry, Jeff. We're on page three. Paragraph two. (laughs) No scripting here at all. (laughs) You know, when you hear those, like, really well-done podcasts... Yeah, you know, have a flow to the show. They have TV monitors and yeah, you know, I mean, it's like seriously high tech. Yeah. All right, so we're lost again. We're low tech. We're lost in the big thicket. What happens? Okay, so Allie set us up with this, and we come, we come full circle with it. Literally full circle with this, right? Why? We'll why get do there. you say that? We'll get there. Why do you say literally full circle? Literally, because this helps. Like your um. Um, like you're sending us on a wild goose chase, literally full circle? Well, when I was finished doing my research for the Big Thicket, I found an explanation for everything. Oh. For everything. Really? For everything. Wow. Well, isn't there an explanation for everything? You really, you really had really to dig. One? You really had to dig. Like like I said, you got to dig for this. So did you just give away like the teaser and the end of the show? I did. That's it. Thanks for listening to Parabellum. <laughs> so let's fill in all the middle stuff. Okay. <laughs> so we know where this place is located, right? Mm-hmm. East Texas. It goes all the way into southwestern Louisiana. Yep. It's over 100,000 acres. But? It's actually a park, right? State park. 
Yeah, that's why my first initial thing when I looked it up was kind of yeah, like... Yeah, it's all about the park. All this like, bullshit. Yeah. What, what's paranormal about it? Mm-hmm. Oh, dun, I, just dun, got, dun. I just got the evil eye. You gotta dig. But there is one main road that's eight miles that runs through this thing. Am I correct? I was, yeah. Yes, you are, Jeff. And people drive down this road all the time looking for this phenomenon that is happening down Bragg there. Road. Bragg Road. That's the badass. Oh, there's more to it. Well... Yeah, once you start mm-hmm. digging around. Ghost lights, phantom Indians, howling like ape-like wild men, Bigfoot, unexplained fireballs, UFOs. Fireballs. What? Fireballs. I don't have it. Do, Insert do, here. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> Yep. Oh, boy. Lots of swamp gas. (laughs) This might be me just kind of reclining back and not saying much because, let's see, I've gotten laughed at like three times already for this episode. It was just funny. It's like all these paranormal things and it was like swamp Swamp gas. Uh Uh Alright, so we got this main main road in Thicket Town. Um, Bragg Road. Bragg Road. Right. Bragg. B-R-A-G-G. Yeah. And there's a couple different names or different ways people want to go. They want to go at Sarasota, Beaumont. There used to be a railroad track that used to run through here, train. Yep. And they used to move all these different oils and people and all this stuff. So when things were hopping back in the 1902s, 1903s, I believe, everything was good. 1934-ish rolls around and things start to crumble. They take up these tracks. Now it becomes a dirt road eventually. And then, in the 40s, all this phenomenon started creeping up, and uh, headless train directors, and lights being seen, and lanterns that aren't there, and that's kind of how this, in a generalized way, starts. And then we start to get into a little more technical stuff, like all the different little things that are starting to occur down here. So, where do we want to start? Bigfoot, Mothman, what do you want? Do you want me to start here? I'm not staring at you. Oof, okay. <laughs> this is going to get crazy. Well, let's start out, let's ease him into it a little bit. So we so kind of give him the background. Yeah, like, we'll start with the ghost lights. Okay? Yeah, that's pretty that's Just a pretty... hold off on me then, because yeah. I'm going to go crazy here. This is a pretty basic phenomenon. So, ghost lights, people have seen these. Basically, they start as little pinpoint kind of lights through the swamp trees and then they grow brighter to almost like the size of a flashlight, mm-hmm. and then they dim and disappear. So many, many people have seen this phenomenon. Is that a Trump thing? Many, many? Many, many, many. Many, many bad things. Um, They're the greatest lights in the swamp. Yep. No one knows why, though. There's one theory about the ghost lights on Bragg Road. Swamp gas? You kind of touched on. Mm. So supposedly there was a railroad worker who was decapitated. Yes. And the lights that people see are the lights from his lantern as he looks for his head. That's see, the urban legend of the road. I think all of these like legends are kind of bullshit because I heard a story that the lights were the lantern of a guy who was searching for his wife. New wife. Who? Yeah. She was murdered under mysterious circumstances. They stayed at this hotel for their honeymoon in yeah. Was it Beaumont? In that Somewhere area. Because that all traveled through the same thing. And it's the, his ghost that is searching for his wife. Mm-hmm. He can't find his newlywed. And that was the other story I read next to the train guy. I feel like that's like the G-rated version. 
That's not the one they tell little kids to like scare them. No, that's the, actually doing the research on this. Just looking for his wife. They said not right. His oh head. yeah, right, right. But they said um, that is probably the most chilling story that occurs down there when they talk about it. Obviously, but you know, so you know that's your kind of ghost light apparition type style that you always hear about around railroad tracks because everyone gets decapitated I guess and the ghost lights are orange in color hmm why I don't know but that was something that I had read swamp gas they appear orange in color hmm now there is videos there are videos out there of people actually going down this road chasing them with their handheld cameras in the car can you see the lights in the videos or just people chasing stuff you see like a giant like fireball yeah, no, it's likes. It's in black and white, and they're going down the road, and they're chasing this this orb light down this middle of this dark road, and then they lose it, and they keep going and keep going, and then all of a sudden it reappears, and then it cuts off. Is it possible it's just a really big, big bug? No, because it is perfectly round. I want to say it looks like one of those orbs that are just white and has a little bit of a ruffled edge. And we all know how we can feel about orbs and cameras and windows. Mm-hmm. But there is a theory kicking out there also that <clears throat> where this road is, you can also see the traffic. I don't know if it's from the east or the west. And when they turn, there's light reflecting through these thickets because that road has overgrown trees and it's really dense. So I don't know how the lights are coming through. But if you look out there, if you look it up on YouTube, you'll see that there's a video for that where these they're in the car and they're... It sounds like it wasn't set up or anything, but again, are you we can sure do anything. it's just not a really big lightning bug? I mean, isn't everything bigger in Texas? This Could is true, be. but I mean, we'll find the video for you. Okay. But that's a good that's a good way of looking at it if you want to do it that way because orbs and lights and chasing them in the dark are so easy to I know. And, and take apart. It's always hard when you have pictures of orbs, especially when you're outside. You know, like. Oh, yeah, we've seen so that so many times. Just How many times things. you've taken pictures with a camera and moisture hits the light just the right way, and the next thing you know, somebody's trying to tell you there's a spirit in the woods. What are you saying? It's not a spirit in the woods? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to... <laughs> it, like A lot of this stuff that we talk about, it's like, for me, i got to see it to believe it. First so, hand. Yeah, it's hard for me to judge. But that's the whole ghost That's the whole ghost, uh, ghost hunter's motto, too. Yeah. You don't see it with your own eyes. Or if you're not with your partner, that's another one. Besides safety, being with someone else who can verify that what happened happened, Mm -hmm. you know. But okay, so we have we have ghost lights is a big phenomenon. A lot of people claim to have seen it. It's probably one of the most common things that happens. Yep, and down there also. Yep. So I found um, a little bit of information about the phantom primitive Indians and how they've attacked people. I didn't see anything about that. Yep. So there's reports of these ghost Indians basically coming and trying to, like, charge down people and, you know, chanting and making noises and basically scaring people out. So now you've got orbs slash ghost lights. Now you've got full-bodied apparitions. Right. Okay? Then the third thing that I came across was this howling ape-like wild man which is very similar to Bigfoot Mm -hmm. now there's two schools of thinking 
as far as Big Thicket goes. One school of thinking is that this is Bigfoot, and that there's no, there's no, you know, if ands or buts about it. It's definitely Bigfoot. Yeah. And then you've got another school of people that say no, this is a different kind of crypto situation. That this is more werewolf. manlike. Manlike. Werewolf. Yes. Not so much the perpetual mm-hmm. image of Bigfoot that we always see. So now you've got crypto apparitions, orbs going on in one location. Okay. Then you've got these unexplained fireballs, which people are also saying can be UFOs. I wish I had the fireball theme song right now. <laughs> so the fireballs and the ghost lights. So the ghost lights are more of like these orb type things that weave through the trees that people chase down, they disappear. Mm-hmm. But now you've got these fireballs being seen in the sky. Hmm. So in certain configurations, multiples at a time, very similar to a lot of the stories that we hear about UFOs. So, unexplained fireballs, howling ape-like wild men, full-bodied apparitions, ghost lights slash orbs. Is there anything that Big Thicket is missing when it comes to paranormal activity? A UFO crash? A mothman? We got him. Uh-oh. Jersey you got both devil? of those? We have a devil? No. Um, kind of. <laughs> Rob looks like he's having an aneurysm. No. Mm-hmm. You don't know where to, where to start, do you? I don't know You're where so to start. overly excited about this. Okay, so this road has this road in this area has a lot of mm-hmm. phenomenon and it's just not consistent with one thing. It's consistent with a bunch of stuff. And it's in the middle of nowhere. So you're not going to get cars, you know, driving through making weird patterns on trees mm-hmm. and doing things. Right. You're not going to get noises from neighbors or you know, bars down the street. But the one thing, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of here, but the one thing that I did read in a couple of these articles is there's so many people that troop through there. There's young groups of teenagers that go down there to set things up so that this could happen because that's what they do. But even before these teenagers got a hold of this idea and said, oh, we're going to go and do this stupid stuff, this, this stuff goes back a while and it's been happening on and on and on and on and more people come out of the woodwork <laughs> and just say you know I had this story or that story or a Bigfoot story so Rob I think we should just kind of take each little topic apart and just kind of run with it okay um, well they all can go together they can go together from what I found they all mesh together very so nicely put a little dome over this place okay um so you guys remember John Keel? Yes. Mothman guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. UFO guy. So he had this theory that on Earth there exists places called window areas where a large amount of unusual phenomenon can occur. Now it starts with strange lights. Okay. So the ghost lights on Bragg Road. They could be like lights in the sky, fireballs, fast moving UFO like shapes and so these are like what trigger all of the other phenomenon and he theorized mm -hmm, he he theorized that these were energy sources of an unknown origin and he believes that the only thing that is real is the lights everything else is caused by whatever these lights are they're an energy source so they cause transmogrifications 
that uh, can make things such can cause things such as UFOs, Bigfoot, etc. So they're like paranormal amplifiers. Yeah, pretty much. So, but again, the there. UFOs and stuff like that is there. They just this this the orbs or the light source or the mm-hmm. energy source is fueling yeah, everything fueling else, them or creating them, or causing or providing them with a way into our world. Okay, so like they're coming through. They have the energy to come through like a a portal or a dimensional mm-hmm. window into our our plane. Yep. Okay. Yep. So as I was doing research on this, I found. It took a while like, to get into the whole rabbit hole of, like, what's the big deal with the big thicket. And I found, like, an offhanded reference to a UFO crash there in 1964. Hmm. So I was like, what? And I googled that to see what I could find about it. And apparently there was a crash in the big thicket in 1964 of a UFO. Um, there was a guy, a source, his name was Will, from this article that I read, uh, who was a soldier... Stationed in Louisiana, but he was called into the big thicket when this happened. He said the area had classic CAA-looking agents. Uh, he was told to look for something and to make sure that no one else was around, like people, whatever. Um, there was agents with hazmat suits that extracted a circular basketball-sized white object from the woods that was solid but had fluid-like an outer coating. So hmm. it was like solid but had like a fluid-like. So like a giant orb that you might see floating sometimes. It kind of looks like it's moving itself. Yeah. And apparently this thing was sent to the government's biological and chemical research installation in Fort Derrick. Of course we got an answer on that, right? Yeah, about Derrick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, apparently at least uh, two um, scientists or hazmat workers that... Um, Obtained this this object died of a flesh-eating virus. What? And that's why they were wearing hazmat suits. Because this was not the first object of that kind that they found. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were ready when they found this one in the big thicket. Um, so they found two other objects just like this. Um, so this was the third one that they found. The first one was recovered somewhere in Arizona in 1958. And the other was in... House, New Mexico, in 1961. What? Get out of here. No shit. No shit. Listen to episode 51, people. Yeah, and that's the only reference I was able to find in that. I tried to look into it, like, strange alien objects in Taos, New Mexico, 1961 UFO crash, but couldn't find anything other than that little offhanded reference to it. And that's not a place that you could really mistake. Yeah, I know. It was so strange. I had Johnnyville or something. Yeah, I had just done research on the Taos Hums. And then I just saw that, and I was like, wait a minute. So that's, that was weird. Um, there was worry in the government that these devices that they were finding were, finding were being deliberately crash-landed by aliens in an effort to infest Earth with deadly alien viruses. Hence why the other um, hazmat workers died of a flesh-eating virus. But I, I don't buy that. Because, you know, if aliens wanted to infest our world with a flesh-eating virus, they could do that very easily, and you think they'd throw it into, like, a more populated place than the big thicket? Why would they be trying to kill us? It doesn't make any sense. If they wanted to kill us, they'd be able to kill us without any problem. They'd be dead by now. Yeah. Like, right. why, why throw your flesh-eating bacteria into the big thicket? Maybe they want to see how it reacts. I don't know. If they didn't follow through with it, then, obviously. 
So the theory is that the Bragg Road light is a wormhole uh, technology that aliens use to enter our reality from another dimensional plane. How about if anyone out there is following the show right now where we're heading, we could also say this is almost a mirror image of another place up in Utah. Yep. Skinwalker Ranch. It has all the signals and signs of the same type of movement, portals, things coming and going out, Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. I told you. said that's exactly what it reminded me of when I started reading about it. That's what I got to right here on the second page here. We should start research. triangulating all of these places on the map. I did it all right here. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Look at you! So these lights, these uh, Bragg Road ghost lights, are causing window areas that John Keel theorized. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can explain the appearance of the Bigfoot or whatever creature he is as well. Um, so then you got to ask, what causes the lights? Are they natural? Something of our Earth? Like swamp gas? Yeah, swamp gas. Did aliens create these lights? Or was it interdimensional beings that we were mistaking for aliens? That are you just using it as like a portal, like I said. So... It connects to Skinwalker Ranch because, I mean, they're describing them as these little balls of light. And in Skinwalker Ranch, you had the blue meanies and you had the orange meanies that were light energies. And then you had, you know, giant wolves showing up, dire wolves, dogs smoking, cigarettes, and all these crazy things. And then, you know, you got the Taos Hum connected there, too, because apparently one of these other alien devices were found in Taos, New Mexico. So I don't know what the deal is with that. And then, of course, you have the Mothman. Because, you know, the Mothman was connected with the aliens as well. And what are, what are the first things people always saw before they saw the Mothman? The red eyes. The red eyes. The glowing red, red fireball eyes. Fireball eyes. Which were followed by all this other crazy activity with the, the UFOs, the aliens, the injured cold. There was the a standard black. of certain things that would occur. Can we just list. ask injured cold about this? I don't know. We Can should. we just contact him? He's on Langulos. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the men in black seem to be surrounded by all these things, too, including, you know, the Mothman. He was involved with that, as well as the Big Thicket uh, incident. There was an author named Tom Burnett. He was a Bigfoot researcher, researching this Bigfoot-like creature in the Big Thicket. Uh, who was visited by the men in black, who told him that aliens used some Bigfoot as slaves for the purpose of mining bismuth to create uranium-235, which they use as a fuel source. So they're mining our planet? It's pretty, right. slaves. It's, pretty, it's pretty specific. So yeah. they're coming through this portal, the Briggs Road ghost lights. They're bringing all these other crazy things as a distraction along with their Bigfoot slaves, to get our uranium. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I thought smoking dogs in trench coats was weird. I was going to go with, if you take Skinwalker Ranch, which is up in Utah, and then you come down to Big Thicket, either end of that, you're in a funnel or a tunnel, mm-hmm. and they can come out at either side. Because if it seems like it's duplicating it, in between there could be this dimension that you're not seeing. Like the north that, and south gate? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking that because that is almost minus. What if it's just a time slip where, like, it's just a things just keep coming in one and coming out the other, coming in one and going out the other? It could be, but what are they searching for? What are they looking? You know, 
And why that spot? You know? Why Skinwalker Ranch? Well, that's what I mean. Why? Why any spot? We don't really hear a lot of these locations that have this all-in-one exclusive type of deal. Well, that's why I think we need to start plotting these. Because we didn't even know about Big Thicket, right? No. All the years we've been paranormal investigators and... You know, doing research and doing all these things, we never came across that. No, uh, but you could get you got Utah, you got the Big Thicket, you got West Virginia with the Mothman, and then you got the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, I was gonna say, because Bridgewater kind of has that that feel too. Yeah, the Bigfoots, the orbs, the lights, and stuff like that. I mean, it might not go into depth like this. Alien, no, UFOs too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are a few places out there that are on the map. Obviously, Skinwalker's big, but I'm thinking this is number two right now because, if not the same, in well, I think the interesting thing it. is that people are still seeing things at Big Thicket. You know, like Skinwalker Ranch, you can't go there. You can't go there and walk around the grounds and you know do research and do all those things. But anybody can still go to Big Thicket. And I saw reports as recent as 2016 of people that had gone on expeditions through there and you know staked it out overnight and right like that's that. still open and i, I think yeah. if there was a private house on there like in skinwalker ranch the private owners of this property you wouldn't this story would be just an afterthought it'd be okay yeah, it could be going on but you know what it's private privately owned no one's allowed in blah, blah 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 and end of story but if you still have like like you said there's teenager kids there's, i mean when you go through there a lot of the tour spot is to go through there and see the lights they want to see the lights they want to see the orbs so, yeah, it's funny when I was trying to find like where the catch was with the big thicket. I was searching a couple things, you know. I do big thicket demons is always a good thing. I didn't find anything, and, I, and then I kind of took the angle of like, I wonder how many people go missing there because our haunted forest episode when we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, mm-hmm. how people just vanish in forests. And when I searched for missing people in the big thicket, some of the top responses were about the bigfoot creature that are there. I think the Bigfoot creature is kidnapping people from yeah, the Big Thicket. Yeah, and eating them and attacking mm-hmm. them, which is like a whole different scenario than any Bigfoot, you know, stories you typically hear. Usually Bigfoot doesn't, he's not aggressive. He tries to get out of the way, yeah. if anything. Uh, there was a story about this couple that was driving down Bragg Road, and a Bigfoot jumped out and went right under the hood of the car. I mean, and he stopped Texas... Has a shotgun. He took the shotgun, put a shot through the glass window, scared it off, and it, it went the other way. Now, where's the pictures of the damage of the car? Where's all of this stuff? Like in any true case, you know, are these just made up stories, or was it just like a you know, a wild boar that ended up on the hood of a car? Well, and then you always have the people that ruin it. Like I came across a um, hoax that they had done where they had set up a camp. Did you guys see this story? Mm-hmm. Somebody had set up like a camp site in Big Thicket and put cameras up and, you know, tried to make it like this was like a scientific experiment and they were going to just leave the camp up and walk away and leave the cameras. Yeah. And the camp ended up getting trashed and I don't know exactly how they debunked it, but they figured that it was all trickery. Like there wasn't actually something that came and destroyed this campsite. And that kind of goes along with what you're saying about like the teenagers being in there and doing things and trying to, you know, carry on the legends and scare people and do all these things. And it just drives me nuts because as an investigator of anything paranormal, you're always striving for that, like that one piece of evidence, that one 
thing that you can inexplicably tide, say, yeah. there's no question this is legit. And every time I hear stories about places like this, like I get excited at first because mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this could be like an untouched place, you know, like no one's really tried to document anything here. But then you hear stories about people going in and manipulating the environment and doing stupid crap. And it's just like, I don't it's... know if we'll ever get to a place where we'll be able to legitimately say like, this is a real piece of evidence where, you know, you won't have anyone that can be like, well, no, it was faked. It was this, this place was, was also, it, there was an article saying that that helped tourism, this big thicket. People go down there with that. If they're in the town or the area, they say, oh, I want to go to big thicket. You know, you drive through the day, just like a country road. You get in the night, anything looks different at night. So, you know, anything can go haywire. And that, your point being is that sucks that the, the, these kids or whoever wants to really just up the ante. And with today's technology and stuff, you know, you're 15 minutes of fame. That'd be huge. But there has to be some basis of where this came from because it started out so early on. You know, after the late 30s and early 40s, when they took these tracks up, all of a sudden these people started coming forward. They're seeing lights. They're seeing this. You know, yeah, is it the swamp gas? Is it the trees? Is it their eyes playing tricks, reflecting with lights? You know, who who knows what is in those thickets anyway? Because it says that um, it's one of the most biodiverse areas on the planet. One of the most biodiverse. And we all know that a fox call in the middle of a wooded area can sound very much like some kind of alien ghost Screaming. thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, because I was just listening to that the other day, the alien ghost sound. From the fox? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's weird. I mean, like, we really thought that that was something unique, and then just to come to find out, it was yeah. just a fox. Right. You know, and if, if it's really that diverse with nature, there's probably a lot of things that people aren't used to seeing and hearing. That, Probably you know things we haven't even discovered yet. Well, I was just going to say, how many how many new species of anything mm -hmm. are we discovering a year? Anywhere around 200? Well, and you oh. know what your monkey brain does. At the moment like you see something that you can't rationalize, you immediately go start going through to try to say, oh no, it looks like this, like file. it looks like that. Yep, your brain's filing. What, what can it do? Right. So, oh, it looks like this. I mean, there's, you know, the... the whole idea that someone could see something and try to rationalize it into something that makes sense to them I get that but I just really want one of these places to be legit I like like the like the investigator the paranormal person in me just really wants one of these stories to be true that this stuff is actually able to happen somewhere I'm sticking with the skinwalker skinwalker ranch that there's just too much crap that happened there in it's detail just funny how similar how much crap is happening in all these different places you know because they, they're all very relatively obscure except for skin markers a little more well known I think than the other right. places I'm talking about like um, the thicket and Bridgewater yeah. no one actually stayed on this property in you know a true team like um, oh, Robert what's his face uh, the guy's the space guy now he's buying the um, he's putting his own space shuttle up there I can't think of his name um he bought Skinwalker Ranch, but he he also came in and had a team of scientists, investigators that just could not explain some of this stuff away. And everybody came to that farm, ranch, had that happen. But a place like this, you need to have it closed off, fenced up. It's, hmm? it's never going to happen. That's I know, too big. It's so vast. Well, you just, it's small. It, wait, that's that's got to be smaller than the ranch. 
No. How, how many how many acres is Skinwalker Ranch? So let's look it up. Yeah, because this is over a hundred thousand acres. And this road is that road. Oh, that might be. But this goes up in the the what is the Utah the mountains over there. I mean, and you know how paranormal activity happens. If you're here, if you're in point A, it's happening in point, point B. B. If you're in point B, it's going to happen in point C. If you're in point C, it's going to happen in point A. It's you know how that goes. So when you're looking at such a huge, vast area, even if you tried to like put it into quadrants and do a very thorough investigation of each piece, it's going to move. Yeah, you'd never be able to. It's going to move unless it wants to show you that. Right. Yeah. Somebody needs to block this off and really look into it. And I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up and said, hey, you know what? But I think that's odd, too, that even if... All right, so Skinwalker is owned privately now. But if that stuff was all real and legit happening, wouldn't you want somebody to be there documenting it? That's what they were doing. But where is that? Where's the videos? Where's the photos? Where's the... What is the guy's name that owns it? He's putting up the space shuttle, his own plane, to go into space. Robert... Can't think of his name. He has all that. The team he put together. Net needs nets nets. The team he put together. They have all that documentation. But then why not release it? The I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. Just, wouldn't you want to really put a yeah? Like if you really know that from a scientific standpoint you can't explain it away, mm-hmm. and you stand by it, why would you not share that? Why and the farmer you? and the family that lived there, they swore upside down and they tell the stories, and that's why they got out of Dodge. So how big was the Skinwalker Ranch? We don't know. That we was the question. Sure. This was 100 plus acres. Well, this, this, I'm just looking up on Wikipedia here, the big thicket. It says that several attempts to provide boundaries have been made, ranging from only a 10 to 15 mile section of Hardin County to an area encompassing over 29 counties and over 3,350,000 acres. Oof. So, I don't know how they don't know how big this place is. Well, it's a state park, but then there might be outlaying areas that might be owned by who knows. You know, the county, the state. Well, why couldn't they? Yeah. Like, maybe that 15-mile radius is what they were looking into to, to box it off to look Some of it might be into. protected. Well, from what this is saying, the 10 to 15-mile radius is the smaller end of their estimates. That's still big. That's really big. I mean, you think about it. If you ride a bike 10 miles, that's nothing. Well, it encompasses two states. I mean, it's got to be huge. But there has to be, obviously, that area of that 8-mile road. I think the state park itself is just what's over 100,000 acres. Right. You know, like I said, like that outlying lands, you don't know who owns that. Right, because even if... Right, exactly. It's protected... Swamplands or some crazy thing. Swamp thing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the government yeah. could own X amount of that space outside of the state park. They probably own the section where the UFO crashed. <laughs> well, why don't they just uh, go in there and do something and see if this, you know, nobody wants. There's probably somebody doing something, but, you know, it's just not popular enough. I think there's teens that have gone in, but it's so. It's so heavily forested that it's hard to, you know, keep people from coming in and doing things while you're there. Like, you'd have to literally, like, set up a perimeter. I would walk the road. You know what I mean? 
Have you seen the picture of the road? Yeah, but there could be somebody hiding behind trees, like with flashlights. I mean, you know, obviously yeah, that's a very any primitive given time, example. Right, right, right. But you know what I'm saying? Like anybody could come through there because it's it's not private land. You have no control over those things. So by comparison, Skinwalker Ranch is 480 acres. <laughs> you see, we're trying to figure that out now. Like, it's a lot smaller. What that whole and they have a mountain. They have mountains that line that that at Skinwalker, mm-hmm. so that kind of borders it. So and then what the Bridgewater Triangle looks like. That's even smaller, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. That's more of an intimate get together. Yeah, I mean, I think it's smaller too, but I think it still touches what three states or something. Mm-hmm. It corners off on states. I mean, the bottom line is is that, that something's got to go on. You 200 know? square miles. Okay, so it's getting smaller and smaller. And Bridgewater has more popularity than the Big Thicket. Mm-hmm. And that's, you stumbled on that on TV. Maybe the Big Thicket is because, because it is so big and there's not paranormal things going on as much. And, well, it seems Spread like out. it's going on. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's so big that, you know, there's other things going on. People like... Well, that Bragg Road and shit like that. That Bragg Road is what a lot of people go back to. I mean, if you just if you just Google this and start looking into these stories, it all comes back to Bragg Road. That whole strip, the lights and the lights and everything that the the way the trees are overgrown and just coming on top of each other. There's not a lot of movement going on, but you have to know your way around there. It's the epi- it's the epicenter of whatever is happening there. Right now, how far you want to wander out is a whole other yeah. case. But if John Keel's theory is right. Then these lights that seem to kind of be common in all these stories is the cause of all the activity one way or the other. No, Skinwalker Ranch, what do you see? Orbs. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get nasty foul-smelling things or there's a Bigfoot and then it disappears. Like you just walked through something or by something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be portals, dimensions. Yeah. But those orbs were the the... the, the the focus of everything that started that was ugly. When they saw the orbs in Skinwalker Ranch, and it's probably kind of like this, when they saw the orbs, the family knew shit was going to get real, and it usually did. They had people walking outside of their house that were like, you know, there's nobody on their ranch. So, But they saw the the blue ones, the orange ones, and then, you know, the, the, the coyote uh, speaking up. There it is. <laughs> it's an orb. Um... You know, they knew. So if that is the epicenter and that's where it all starts, that's a, that's a good theory. Yeah. Or is this someone... No, see, I, I was going to say someone trying to mimic the whole idea of the Walker Ranch. It's not happening because this started back in the 40s and then the ghost stories started coming. Well, how many ghost stories really come when you walk down a long, dark road? And you start like, oh, don't go down there. You know, don't go to Pigman Road or something, something like that. All of a sudden you're like, well, I was down there the one night and I saw this light. And I don't know where it was coming from. Now that comes out of the forest, you get back into wherever you're at, story, someone else is going in, someone else is going in, and next thing you know, this thing is blowing up, and then like you said, you get these teenagers possibly in there, causing all kinds of havoc, trying to make this thing big, and now people see it as a destination point, you know, but stories are, I mean, there's stories all over the place about Bigfoots and just these creatures, and scientists have pretty much wrote this place off as swamp gas, that's it. It's all swamp gas. All swamp gas. They, they see it. They see these lights hovering and stuff. It's all the you know the, the biodegradable animals and proteins and 
turns to methane and it ignites. It's either an interdimensional portal or a wormhole from some other that, alien galaxy. That definitely can be it too. Because my theory with the Bigfoot is it pops out, it goes into another dimension. That's why we have not caught one. Mm-hmm. That they are in, doing what they have to do, maybe get some food, see what's going on on this plane. Oh shit, there's a hunter. Boop, gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I got this hair. Okay, maybe you do have a hair that's on this patch of hair that's not, you know, identified as any animal that we have. Great. But it goes back to how many animals and species have we not identified yet? Well, and if there's a portal, then there's a reason why Bigfoot is so elusive. Well, yeah. It just comes and goes through there. Yeah. And I think it's kind of interesting, too, that, you know, there seem to be so much more aggressive through this situation. But, I mean, I'm sure it's like anything. If you had, you know, 15 cats lined up, some of those cats would probably be very nice and very affectionate. Mm-hmm. Some of those cats would probably try to swipe you and, you know. Most of them. I mean, if this is a wild beast of some sort, you would think that it would be aggressive. Like, it's always kind of weird that you hear stories about Bigfoot and they're so docile and they eat ho-hos and, you know. Ribs. That's right, they do. (laughs) You know, you you never hear the stories about how, like, massive these things are and how much they they could possibly, like... And they don't, they're not confrontational. That's That's their whole... You hear that about other wild animals, too, that you think would be aggressive, you know, like, you're like tigers in the jungle or like lions and stuff like that you, you won't hear them they just avoid you you know right when they want to eat they'll eat mm-hmm. but like this girl was driving down with her husband like I said boom jumps out on top of a car yelping or whatever the hell it does and he pulled out a gun and shot the window and it, it ran off okay that's pretty aggressive if anything they usually run in front of you from all accounts that we know they run in front of you or the car and they get a quick glimpse and they, oh it went into the one side of the road into an you know, patch of woods over here. You don't hear them. Sometimes you hear them all. They stood in the middle of the road. We stopped, and then it ran after it looked at it. It was about this tall. You know, what was about that show? Uh, hunting is it hunting Bigfoot? Killing Bigfoot? No, not, not, which which is the one with uh, Bobo? There's a squash in these woods. Oh, finding Bigfoot. Finding, finding Bigfoot. Bigfoot. How come their asses haven't been down there? Have they? I don't know. Let's look it up. You know, because this is such a hot spot. Why haven't they been there? Well, it could be pure entertainment. Well, because I think if they went to Big Thicket and put that on a show and people didn't know about Big Thicket, you know, I feel like the places that they go and look are, like, places that are well-known to See, people I in the t- Bigfoot culture. You're right, because I wouldn't know any difference if they said, you know, South Dakota, wherever. Like, okay, it must yeah. be a Bigfoot spot. Right, we're going there because there's been 500 sightings. Well, right there, there's a, 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 you know, that seems very... I don't think they did. Killing Bigfoot was there. Oh. Killing Bigfoot on the edge of the big thicket. Well, now I'm going to have to watch that episode. I wonder if they killed him that time. Because they every show every show they get a Bigfoot, right? Every show they kill one. Yeah. What's the name of the show? I can't even. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what does their studio look like? There's just, like, Bigfoot heads mounted on the walls. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> come on. That's we just... got this one down in Big Thicket, boys. Yeah. This was a tough one. Yeah. He put up a real fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My shotgun, and he ran. <laughs> um, I, I see that, I think, for me, I think there's a little bit of belief in what's going on down there. If you take out the crap. You know, like, 
Yeah, I hate to compare it to Walker Ranch, but Walker Ranch that was that place was turned upside down by a team, you know, and a family lived there. This is a little more wild, wild west. You come down to this area and you can have anything going on. Well, it is Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Texas. <laughs> um, that one had way less energy than the first one. <laughs> well, I didn't want to outclap her in case I went too long or too short. So, but that's all another story. <laughs> we do things together as a team. I think I think this is got some legitimate stuff. It's it no, makes me it makes me excited to know what else could be out there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's no worse of a story than any other thing we've talked about or had come together this way. Whether it be Bridgewater or Bridgewater, Bridgewater, <laughs> put them together. They're all together. <laughs> Bridgewater thicket. Skin bridge water thicket. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure there's probably other places in the world that have this phenomenon going on where you have a little bit of everything. I came across a couple while we were looking through this stuff, and it was like Devil's Backbone. There's a whole highway, stretch of highway, 60-something miles, where a lot of the same stuff happens. I mean, there's a whole list of them. But the thing is, is that, you know, when we're looking for topics to talk about, it's like you don't want to just pull... The, the 10 other places that have something going on. Right. You know, I think like what makes Big Thicket fall into the category that makes it worthy of the discussion is the amount of activity. You know, we hear so many stories about how this stretch of highway is haunted because of this happened or this forest is haunted because of this. But really, I think we should start compiling a list of all these places that have the same criteria. Same things that are the same yep. common themes. Exactly. The lights, and then all the crazy shit that follows. Yep. Like, it's got to have at least these four things mm-hmm. in order for it to be considered part of this whole right. this whole situation, you know? So, we can create, like, a paranormal bingo board for them. <laughs> like, yeah. We could have little little alien ships. We could have yeah. little Bigfoots. Like, like, like I spy monkeys. with my little, little eye. Yeah, <laughs> little Orbeez. We have different colored Orbeez. That'd be kind of cool. Um... I'm uh, I'm gonna lean towards there's definitely some phenomenon that's happening there, like I said before, outside of the crap that people do anyway, you know this, unless this is a copycat, but I don't see it being a copycat because the story starts from a true basis in 1902 of being a railroad, and it turned into like once it died down they ripped it all up it became a road, but then all of a sudden this strange stuff starts happening. I mean. Did they notice this strange stuff when it was actually booming and people were going from Beaumont to, you know, back and forth through all these Sarasota and all these different places? We don't know that. We don't know. We don't know what was on that land before that to cause all this, because if you start looking into that whole theory of, you know, land never forgets. All right. Well, what was there beforehand? and Why wasn't it noticed? It only became noticed when it became desolate and everything quieted down. And then the county actually bought that road the Hardin County bought the road. So that's when more foot traffic started getting through there. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, it's not that these places haven't always had this phenomenon. Right. There's just way more people now to experience it than there was 50 years ago, 100 years ago. I right. mean, think about the amount of, you know, I mean, we looked at demographics just for one town for, what, 10 years difference? And, you know, that's just a very small blip. I mean, if you think about it, it's like everyone's like, oh, well, you know, this stuff didn't happen in in the 40s and the 50s. Well, yeah, because the population was a quarter of what the population is now. Mm -hmm. Plus, people are driving more cars now, so they're traveling further. You know, all those things have to factor into why we get so much more 
stories about activity now. The more people born, the more people die. Well, plus, like, there's more electricity everywhere now. You know, if things need energy to manifest and to have happen, I mean, everyone's walking around with a cell phone plastered to their ear and, you know, all kinds of gadgets and things. Well, let me ask a, a question here that's kind of like outside of it, but not outside of it. Are we off the topic? No. Actually, <laughs> it has to do with people coming through this place. So, you know how we worked at that one um, spiritual shop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they go in there and what is it? They smudge or clean. They, they clean it every night or whatever because a lot of people come in with uh, uh, their energy. Yeah. Can that be the same type of theory when people come through here but not realizing they have this gunk on them and they're going in there and they feed the place or is it going to work in reverse like the energy there feeds them? Well, I think either one of those things is possible, but what Rob said is really interesting is that if these orbs are kind of like amplifiers for paranormal activity... Or the source of one way or the other. Right, then whatever... It's hard to know if it's drawing on everything around it or if everything is drawing around it because of that. It's it's hard to say because... In order to say, you'd have to know what the lights were. Right. So are the lights causing it? Are the lights, like, causing a doorway for them to come through? Or are the, are the lights causing some sort of energy source to make these things that are supposed to try and that were hallucinations? So, you know what we have to do? We have to trap one of these orbs in a case and then stick an EMF detector in there. <laughs> find out how much it's emanating. Can you bring it light? Can you trap interdimensional alien light? I don't know. I'll bring a taser. <laughs> there you go. So, but what what could feed an orb energy could be humans. Well, yeah, it could be anything that's made up of energy. But that's like, but what that's what we're saying but is that it's an the, open-ended question because we don't right. know if it's pulling or or Taking, manifesting or manifesting out of it. So, the, in the '40s, when the traffic started increasing through there, like foot traffic and then car traffic eventually. So more energy started to come through this place, and people create energy. And stories, you know, and then you start there and go, well, okay, that's like the, um, what was the theory they tried to do where they tried to create their own ghost up in Toronto? With Philip Experiment. Oh, yeah, Philip Experiment. Okay, we're going to concentrate on trying mm-hmm. to make something happen. I mean, you never know what people's intentions are when they go in there. Right. If they know something is kind of like, not jiving right they're gonna go in there and maybe they could try it i mean it happens in haunted buildings we go into people go in there to f with the energy and they can so who knows what's walking through this forest or this road or wherever and throwing it out there but i think it's really going to have to go back to what you were saying earlier it's going to have to go down to the whole orb thing and how the energy is yeah and we need to start mapping we need to figure out what the criteria is what like four or five points someplace has to have right, and see evidence if anything, of. If one, two, three, or four will align up with something yep. even into another. Uh, and where are these places? So we need a big giant map. I think we have our um, our storyline for the season of Parababble now. Oh yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You, you guys are going to come here next time. There's going to be like a crazy board here with like a map of the country with like these strings connected. I was just going to say, it's like going to be like the Jacques Cousteau. Crime Cousteau. scene investigation. Yeah. You're going to have oh, like uh, You guys are pumping this show so much. The crime scene investigation stuff is great. <laughs> you're going to have like a list of suspects. You're gonna like, have like all the mob guys up yeah, on top. You're going to have the Mothman big, as yeah, the big boss. The big foot. You're going to have Bigfoot underneath them with the alien. Go to episode 23. Yeah. Was it episode 23? Was it 22? I don't know. It was two episodes. I don't know. 
No, crime scene. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember what number every episode. I'll have to look was. it up just so I know it. So I'll just you know, subliminally every show I'll be like twenty three. Twenty three. <laughs> That's when we jumped a shark. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Glad to be part of that. Yeah. All right. So I'm. I'm gonna say there's definitely something to this, because. Uh, the other little thing with that is, did they really mimic something down there? What would be their point? I said, yeah, tourism went up a little bit, but by how much? You know, uh, all this yeah, and, nature and preserve. And really, if you think about it, we're looking for something paranormal when we were researching this. And look how hard it was for us to dig this up. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. It just came out as a national preserve park and wildlife mm-hmm. and this. And that's, you know, my first question, what the hell are we doing with this? But you really have to. Yeah motor around and dig up stuff i want to believe i want to believe is there anyone uh, authors out there that came up with a book on this place yeah um rob riggs rob riggs rob riggs he wrote a book called in the big thicket yep Mm -hmm. and this guy put together his i might just go out and get that book just because i like skinwalker so much i want to know how well together this was put you know so, maybe we should reach out to him and ask him what his theory is on why Big Thicket is so haunted. Mm-hmm. So much phenomenal. When did come out with that book? 2011? I don't, I don't know the date. Somewhere around there. I think it was probably recent though because yeah. there wasn't, I mean, most everything I saw was pretty updated. Pretty recent, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, in 1987, this happened. Yeah. So, what are we open ended on this? Open ended for sure. Yeah. Got to do more research. Got to create a crime board. Yep, I believe so. I'm leaning towards a lot of it open ended, but I also believe that a lot of this could be going on mm-hmm. because you only hear X amount of spots having this all this phenomenon in one place, and I'm sure we're missing a couple because it's just you know under the table, like like you said, big thicket, you know. But so that's us. That's Parababble. You can catch us anywhere, right? Till next time, Parababblers. Facebook stuff like that, you know. Email <laughs> parablepodcast at gmail.com. You talk about our clap being lazy? Holy crap. I think we should end with a good one. Okay. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs>